Hi, I'm Connor Svensson, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 28th of June, 2021. The highlights this week include China's crackdown on cryptocurrencies, Goldman Sachs performing a repo trade on JP Morgan's blockchain platform, Brave's new search engine, A16Z's latest crypto fund, Binance's NFT marketplace launch, although regulatory issues may be looming for the firm, and Beeple's latest NFT projects. The major cryptocurrencies this week, they all suffered significant drops, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, off the back of China's crackdown on cryptocurrencies. Local authorities claim that the crackdown has cut the the country's Bitcoin production by more than 90%. And given that it's estimated that 80% of global Bitcoin operations take place in China is, you know, has the potential for significant impact. There are stories of a number of firms having moved their mining operations out of China or be trying to as a result of this. One of the drivers here was the People's Bank of China, which uh, told the country's major financial institutions that they had to stop facilitating virtual currency transactions. So this basically meant they couldn't provide products or services such as trading, clearing and settlement for crypto. They were also told that they had to identify virtual currency exchanges um, and the the of dealers providing over-the-counter trades as well in a a timely manner. And this was off the back of a consultation with a number of um, leading banks in China. The Agricultural Bank of China as well, it actually had a statement on its website too, which um, banned all uh, crypto transactions and crypto trading related activity. So as a result of this, you know, all of the, 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 the major cryptocurrencies took a big hit this week. Then on, in slightly more upbeat news, we've had uh, Andreessen Horowitz, the Silicon Valley VC firm. They've actually raised their largest ever crypto fund, uh, which is a $2.2 billion crypto venture fund. So this crypto fund, which is their third one that they've launched, will be co-led by Chris Dixon and Katie Juan there. And as I said, it's their largest one today. Goldman Sachs, uh, they've also announced that they uh, performed their first ever repo trade on JP Morgan's blockchain platform. So the trade, which was for a tokenized version of US Treasury bond, which was swapped for JPM coin, and the transaction took three hours and five minutes to complete. So again, JP Morgan have been talking about their Onyx blockchain platform for a long time. And this is it's great to see just you know more, more traction happening, happening there. Brave have also launched a privacy preserving search engine in beta. Um, Really what they're trying to do here is um, trying to capitalize on um, the growth in private browsers such as DuckDuckGo being the the, the major one. But uh, given that Brave is so widely used now and it's certainly managing to eat away at things like Google Chrome's browser, it's a good opportunity for them to break in here. Uh, key with this, though, of course, is that it enables users to actually search for things and what they're searching for isn't tracked, which, of course, anyone who's used to using Google is all too familiar with the issues there. Brave actually uh, purchased a company called Tailcat recently in March. And so the technology that, that they're building out here is, is based on you know, what, 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 what they bought with that acquisition. Also this week, uh, Binance have announced that their um, NFT marketplace was launching this week and they had a Andy Warhol and um, Salvador Dali collection there. And so this this auction was called the Genesis Auction and there would be uh, you know, high-end work by a number of the, these artists. And it, it, it featured uh, Andy Warhol's three self-portraits and a digitized NFT of Dali's Divine Comedy 
uh, Revigate. However, there have been some issues this week for Binance in that the Japanese Financial Services Authority uh, and the UK Financial Conduct Authority have both said that Binance should not be operating in those regions, which, of course, uh, given that you know, the platform is used by a number of people in those regions, especially how popular their app is on the respective uh, in a, app stores there, it could spell troubles ahead for, uh, for Binance. Off the back of this as well, we've also seen the, US, the UK banker TSB actually banning crypto trading uh, because of scams around um, you know, crypto, crypto wallets. Um, so what, what they've actually done is they're planning to ban more than 5 million customers from purchasing cryptocurrencies. You know, some of the platforms that they've uh, indicated that they really want to cut, cut down on include Binance as well. Binance is reported to be of particular concern, according to them, because about two thirds of all frauds relate with cryptos apparently are tied to that platform. Uh, of course, you know, one of the reasons that Binance is so popular, of course, you know, it is the most widely used exchange, but also with their Binance Smart Chain project, it makes it very, very easy for people to spin up new DeFi protocols and so on. And these with which that can be done uh, is has you know, brought scammers onto the platform. We did report uh, in a previous edition as well how they, you know, the, the community were trying to, you know, call Binance to provide you know, a bit more control on top of the platform to crack down on some of the scammers. But exactly how much you know has been achieved there remains to be seen. But certainly, you know, with the, this this potential regulatory problems looming, as well as a major bank like uh, TSB in the UK stopping people from being able to use the platform, uh, it could start to spell some troubles ahead for Binance. Other, other crypto news is that the Amber Group have uh, managed to achieve a valuation of $1 billion off the back of a $100 million funding round. And so they, they plan to expand their global operations off the back of this. The firm actually offers uh, algorithmic trading and high frequency, high frequency trading and over-the-counter trading to institutional clients. They've been very successful this year off the back of all of the activity that's been happening uh, in, the, in the crypto markets. The Banque de France uh, has also extended their wholesale central bank digital currency experiment. And so what they've done in their latest uh, experiment, they used uh, a CDBC to, uh, to simulate the settling of securities using this target to securities or TS2, um, which is the European Central Bank engine for instantaneous settlement. Uh, they did this using a public blockchain and uh, the, the, there isn't sort of more information about which blockchain they used as such, um, but they, they, they previously did one um, using a private blockchain by the UK startup Settle there. Sotheby's have also announced that they're going to accept crypto payments for a rare diamond auction. I think pre, in a pre, last week's edition, we talked about Christie's uh, accepting crypto payments for um, you know, for auctions on their sites. Of course, Sotheby's want to um, you know, continue to follow suit, although they've, they've certainly been one of the leaders in terms of innovating insofar as uh, listing NFTs and so on on the platform. This specific listing, though, is for 101 carat uh, diamond, uh, which is going to be auctioned uh, in July, and people will be able to pay it in either Ether or Bitcoin. The Intercontinental Continental Exchange, uh, BACT, has introduced the debit card, which allows uh, customers to pay for retail purchases using crypto. So basically, they can take their Bitcoin from their BACT accounts um, without having to actually convert into cryptocurrency or fiat. Of course, the question is always with people who have crypto is, that, you know, are they typically holding it there for everyday payments or are they there speculating on the asset? And most people would argue that it's the latter. So, you know, how much adoption there'll be remains to be seen. But of course, it's good news that uh, you've got you know, 
a company associated with the Intercontinental Exchange, which is obviously huge uh, getting involved here. FTX, the, the crypto trading platform, they're now an official sponsor of the major, of, uh, major League Baseball, um, which is you know, a, a huge opportunity for them. Um, the sponsorship deal, which is expected to last for up to at least five years, um, every Major League uh, umpire will, will have an FTX a patch on their uniform so in terms of just broadening the awareness of the ftx platform and also digital the digital assets that, that it supports this is major news uh, we, we spoke again recently how ftx had put a lot of money into esports as well so they're really starting to have a lot of you know impact in terms of these sponsorship opportunities that they're they're taking up although binance is having some issues in japan um, coinbase has now actually been approved to enter the cryptocurrency market there so they've opened up the platform for investors so people can actually invest in Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash and Stellar Lumen. Um, the the financial services agency there said that it's actually been registered in the jurisdiction as a crypto dealer and, and the this was informed by a revision in the country's fund settlement act so certainly Coinbase are in a, in a great position for the Japanese market. In enterprise news, a billionaire real estate mogul Frank McCourt is uh, planning to invest $100 million in a project leveraging blockchain uh, attempting to democratize social media data. So what they're looking to do is this this project liberty as it's being called is focused on the development of publicly accessible databases of people's social connections the idea here is it will encourage more egalitarian um, approach by social media platforms um, you know where they can start drawing from a shared place of social media data rather than this all being private behind closed doors which is obviously one of the problems they're going to use blockchain behind the scenes and they're going to they're calling this new type of infrastructure the decent centralized social networking protocol. So it'll be a great project to see uh, how it evolves. Morgan Stanley have uh, announced that they're investing in the security token startup Securitize. They raised $48 million from an oversubscribed Series B, which was actually led by uh, Morgan Stanley in capital as well. They've also raised a new fund of $300 million uh, with backing from PayPal and Visa. They've been going for a, a long time. And so it's, uh, and again, they've you know, liked Securitize. This has been a very oversubscribed uh, round there. Um, so, you know, although the crypto markets more broadly have been hammered, there's certainly so much money flowing into these funds, um, you know, as, as, as we're seeing here. Alibaba's Anchain has also confirmed launch of the blockchain transmission network. So Anchain, which is the blockchain arm of Alibaba Group's affiliate Ant Group, they've created this, this, this high-speed and long-distance blockchain communications uh, technology called blockchain transmission network. The idea here is that it will increase throughput and stability um, you know, on, on, on top of uh, you know, a high-speed internet backbone, which will um, you know, cut the overall costs of bandwidth for people of it. Because, of course, with blockchain, there's a lot of data um, being you know, sent between different participants, given the distributed nature of them. And so you know, being able to actually optimize those bandwidth requirements can you know, pay significant dividends if, if, if done well. They've also launched the Antchain module as a service, which is a uh, integrated uh, module for um, simplifying the deployment of blockchains as well. 
which uh, is nicely integrated, of course, with, with their cloud. Another significant fundraise this week was Chain, Alice, Chain Analysis, um, which closed a Series E of $100 million, which is, values them at a whopping $4.2 billion. Again, Chain, Alice, Chain Analysis, they provide software that kind of traces cryptocurrency transactions and um, certainly in the areas where there's fraudulent activity and just... Um, you know, regulators and so on, they've got a great interest in, in uh, chain anal- analysis's uh, capabilities there. Over in the protocols news, the Alchemy platform, they we spoke recently how they'd closed another significant round and uh, now they're going to add in support for the Ethereum's Optimism scaling network there as well. Although Optimism hasn't launched yet, they uh, we, we spoke previously about how they'd had significant investments of 25 million from Andreessen Horowitz at the end of last year and that they've got some, you know, very good people working on the technology. So between Polygon and Optimism, they're they're certainly starting to emerge as the main scaling technologies for the Ethereum platform. Um, But by making Optimism available on the Alchemy platform, which a number of different projects use for providing their kind of managed blockchain infrastructure uh, service that sits on top of public blockchains, uh, it's certainly going to be compelling and put Optimism in front of uh, a a wide number of projects there. Ethereum's EIP-1559 change as well well, which um, will hopefully, well, which has the goal of reducing fees that people have to pay on the network uh, to miners. And that's actually been released to the Ropsten testnet. So this is the first stage in a number of releases to different Ethereum testnets before it actually goes live on mainnet. Uh, And and so it's it's great news that this, this first milestone has been hit. Um, the plans are on June the 30th, the, the Gurley testnet will um, see the release there and then finally rink B on July the 7th. And then after that point, um, it will actually go live on the Ethereum mainnet as well. Apparently too, around this time, we've also seen another 100,000 Ether being sent to the ETH2 staking contract. So whether that's a, a miner uh, you know, taking some of uh, their, their funds and actually starting to stake there, who knows? But again, it's, 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 it's funny to see the, the timing of uh, this deposit that happened there alongside it. Coinbase have also announced a tool called Solidify, which they're going to be open sourcing soon, which apparently is used to auto audit uh, smart contracts and uh, DeFi clones. Of course, one of the problems that we see a lot with smart contracts, especially in the DeFi landscape, is where there's bugs or errors in smart contracts where they get hacked and then funds get drained out of them. And so the idea here is that it just makes it simpler for those people who actually want to be able to audit smart contracts um, who are issuing assets or maybe exchanges and so on have an easy way to actually do this. So it's an exciting piece of technology to see uh, to be coming, you know, coming out to to be released publicly. In DeFi news, the DeFi network uh, Kaura has uh, won the first auction slot on the Kusama uh, parachain for um, Polkadot's canary network called Kusama. Kauri raised more than 500,000 Kusama tokens from its community, which is about $100 million worth. Uh, and, and this ensured that they were able to um, win, that, win that first auction there. So there, w- there will be other auctions for other parachain slots on the Kusama Polkadot network. And uh, down the line, there will also be for the main Polkadot uh, network. But the again, it's, it's certainly a big milestone for that, that project to uh, both Polkadot as well as um, Koara to actually have this. Wirex, uh, they're looking at uh, bringing DeFi adoption to the mainstream by launching something new called X Accounts, which is a service that uh, offers people the chance to earn up to 10% is 
interest on crypto holdings and 16% on fiat. They're working with a custody and infrastructure company firm called uh, Fireblocks for this. And the, behind the scenes, it's going to be they're, they're tapping, um, you know, Aave, Uniswap, MakerDAO and OneInch um, for this technology. So it's great to see this kind of integration with uh, more mainstream technology emerging. In the world of NFTs, we've seen uh, Stellar Artois, the, uh, the producer of beer. Um, they've announced they're teaming up with a group called Zed Run to give users some unique uh, horse racing uh, NFTs. And, and the idea is, is that these, these horse breeds have got uh, um, theme skins as, and a 3, 3D racetrack for people to um, enjoy. So you know, there's, there's going to be some auctions that are happening this week to actually kick off this project. This week, uh, we've seen the Wicked Cranium sales uh, top $4 million in two days. Uh, so these are new NFTs that are tied to algorithmically generated icons. Unlike things like CryptoPunks before them, these are portraits of skeletons rather than like your, you know, your, 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 your um, blocky uh, CryptoPunks. There's uh, over there's 10,762 in all. The NFT site Rarible as well, they're going to be launching a marketplace on the Flow blockchain off, off, off the back of a $14 million funding round that they've had. Uh, of course, for Rarible, you know, given that they're in the market of actually selling nfts to be able to support uh, you know one of the major uh, nft platforms like flow which has had a lot of traction with their nft sorry their nba top shots it makes absolutely sense and no doubt we'll start to see you know more marketplaces and um, potentially extending onto that reddit have announced they're also selling three ethereum nfts featuring uh, their their mascot snoo they're being called crypto snooze um which is is basically uh, an alien mascot that was originally created as a doodle but uh, it became ultimately reddit's uh, main alien mascot uh, the three crypto snooze are dubbed uh, original block helium and snooprimatic and um, they're, they're currently on sale on the uh, OpenSea platform and the auction ends this week Alipay, the, the, the Chinese company, has also started selling some NFTs. They sold uh, over 16,000 uh, in under 24 hours. Uh, these were limited edition NFTs on its private blockchain called AntChain. However, the NFT transactions did not involve any cryptocurrencies. They were sold using fiat money. And of course, given all the scrutiny that cryptos come under in China, I'm sure the last thing that the Ali Group would actually do here is, uh, you know, Create, create some controversy around there. Um, the artwork on these, though, it's uh, featured flying apsaras, which are uh, spirits along with uh, sacred deer from the caves of the Thousand Buddhas in the Chinese city of uh, Dunhuang. Uh, the, the, the NFTs were limited to 8,000 copies. Uh, the crossover DeFi and NFT project, Avagotchi, they've released their Gotchiverse uh, light paper. So they're really starting to tap into this, this the, the whole metaverse narrative now as well, where they're thinking about... Um, you know, how, how they can actually create a new type of token called the Gotchus Al Alchemia, um, which will be farmable within their realm land plots, as they're calling them. So taking some ideas out of Decentraland's uh, manor and land token system. Um, but again, given like the excitement of you know, the Avagotchis also, but um, how well Aave have been doing and from DeFi platform as well, it's, you know, it's, it's great to see them kind of powering on with some you know, pushing into the direction of the metaverse now as well. Finally, uh, Beeple's bubbled up again, the uh, the artist who um, has had some record uh, NFT sales, and he's announced that he's co-founded a, a new type of NFT project called WeNew, which is a marketplace that will partner with top brands to offer collectible moments across sports, entertainment, history, music, comedy, and more. 
The first uh, drop will uh, launch in partnership with Wimbledon. The first releases are going to be chronicling Andrew Murray, the tennis player, um, to his first uh, big victory in 2013. Um, again, there's, of course, some similarities here with the NBA top shots, but uh, it's, it's fun to see people uh, getting involved in a new space here. And uh, you know, it'll, it'll be a good project to, to watch to see how it, it evolves. In terms of our metrics this week, the crypto market cap is down just over 6% to 1.3 trillion. Uh, the assets locked in DeFi are down just over 8% to just under 49 billion. The NFT sales over the last seven days, we've seen 16 millions worth of sales uh, um, with, with an average price of uh, $557, which is an increase of 11.2%. Uh, That's all we have for this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. Links to all items discussed are available in our show notes at weekinblockchain.com. Also, we'll be hosting a clubhouse session at 12 p.m., Eastern, 5 p.m. UK, if you're available to talk, talk about any of the news items we've discussed here. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.